So welcome to episode 125 of the Campus Comics Cast. Uh, I am Scott Reed, and I am joined on this episode by... Mike Atchison. And Shad Schubert. And we will, of course, be waiting for your thank you letters for helping you out. In case you missed it, there was a study showing that podcast listeners are more likely to be uh, to be more curious and less neurotic than their non-podcast listening friends. So at some point in the near future, you need to uh, stop into Muddy Monster Comics and say thank you. Uh, Muddy Monster Comics is, of course, located at 1422 Walnut Street in Murfreesboro, Illinois. Store hours are Tuesday to Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. So let the neurosis-free listening begin, and we can move on into uh, D.C. and what they have coming, generally shipping in June of 2022. So any other quick thoughts before we dive into D.C.? I don't think so. Nope, I'm ready. All right, so I did notice that the DC catalog, you know, they've allegedly killed off the entire Justice League, but the story that's taking place after that isn't enough to to rate uh, page one. They still have a Batman book as page one, and he's supposed to be dead. You know, so that's kind of a that's kind of a little odd, I think. I don't know what everybody else thinks about that. Yeah, they're just for some reason he's got that first page no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. But also something else is interesting about page one of batman it is the only batman book solo or you know batman there's no batman 125 in this dc connect which is a little odd because you know usually there's two per month and they moved all the rest of the batman books to the back of the books back of the dc connect book so that was also a big surprise because the last 10 catalogs have been the first 20, 30 pages were all Batman. <laughs> so, yeah. They're, yeah. They're maybe branching out a little bit. Yeah. I don't know who the cover artist is for this solicitation, but they say Batman 124 written by Joshua Williamson and art art is by Howard Porter art and cover. And, mm-hmm. but the cover itself or the solicitation, which you might imagine was the cover is by J.M. I'm trying to think who that might be. It, it, it looks familiar, the signature. Yeah. I don't, uh, I can't, they don't list a J.M. in any of the art variants or the cover variants or anything. Yeah. So it looks I like, uh, it looks like, very familiar though. Yeah. It looks like that Hanin, J I N I N. Looks mm. like his art. Okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I can't, I can't recognize it, you know, and that, uh, um, that, you know, I don't know, blind signature art, just all it does is remind me of Ethan Manskyver. So, you know, it's, uh, and not the, the signature, not the art. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The way he signs, you know, the pages before look at the work he's done. So, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know who that is. And I really didn't have anything to say about this issue other than the fact it's the only one that we get that you know dc's doing in uh this catalog so be interesting to see how long that lasts well they introduce a new character in this book it's the in the aftermath of the shadow war um but is it a new character well because if you read carefully or is it just this returned Yes. Yeah. Potentially. So it's probably, I, I have it written here. New character question mark. Question so, mark. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I'm picking it up just for that. But um, you're right. It could it might not be a new character, but it's just enough maybe to get some people to buy it, mm-hmm. including myself, including yourself. 
Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm getting Batman monthly. I haven't, I haven't even started reading any of the Joshua Williamson stuff yet. So, um, yeah. I made it. I, I bought all the Tanyan stuff and haven't read a single issue of it. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that tells you how far behind I am on some of my reading. Uh, page two. This is it. This is it. You're the Crisis guy, Mike. Why don't you talk about Dark Crisis? Well, uh, I just got out of a crisisologist meeting a few minutes ago, so I have some <laughs> fresh news. No, I I am, I mean, if anybody that's been around D.C. long enough, you kind of have no, uh, just as you can't avoid being somewhat tied to crises. And Dark Crisis is the latest iteration of D.C.'s big events. Uh, they They sort of, They've came. They've moved back to um, the crisis format um, after dabbling in a few other event titles like Rebirth and uh, the Death Metal and all that stuff. But um, it's it does look pretty intriguing. Uh, I'm I'm pretty confident in Joshua Williamson's uh, knowledge of DC history. The art looks pretty solid with Daniel Sampier and the premises. Um, an epic event, years in the making. Uh, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and the rest of the Justice League are dead. Dot dot dot. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the remaining heroes are left to protect the world from an onslaught of violent attacks by DC's greatest villains. Can the legacy heroes step out of the shadows of the classic heroes to form a new Justice League? And will that be enough to stop a darkness greater than anything they've ever faced from destroying everything? So, you know, it's it's sort of a um, it's a temp format or a, a story model that's been used before. You know, the old guard is gone and the new guard comes in. The question is who really is going to be the new guard, Yeah. Um, albeit temporarily. And, you know, a lot of people think it's what's going to be all those those 5G characters. 5G characters, yeah. But I've also heard that it may not be. They're just mm. going to be there around. They're not going to necessarily be the replacements. Uh, you know, it's going to be one of those things that's going to last until the end of Dark Crisis, and then they're going to bring their mainstay characters back in some shape, form, or fashion. So it's, yeah, yeah. you know, you just get a little jaded at this at this stuff. So, um, yeah. Okay, I need your help on this cover, though. Because obviously they have, they imply that all these characters in the background, you know, like the Batman, Aquaman, Hawkwoman, Martian Manhunter, Superman, John Stewart, Green Lantern, mm-hmm. oddly enough, instead of Hal Jordan, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Arrow, Black Canary, but the female character standing behind Aquaman, I cannot put a name to. Can you I'm tell me sure who that is? That's Zatanna, I'm pretty sure. Is it Zatanna? I should yeah. think, I should know Zatanna. Yeah, that's she just doesn't she's kind of her outfit that she wears now is a little bit less costumey than it used to be. Okay. It's it's There's just no a little hat. it's kind of a no top hat. She's got usually wears like a little leather jacket thing over mm-hmm. a, a like a like a tuxedo white shirt. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not yeah, her her Justice League dark appearances have been a little bit more muted or understated, which is fine. I, I like the look. She's got the bangs instead of like the long flowing stuff, but um yeah, I'm pretty sure that's her. Okay, I just I just couldn't tell who that was just from the image. So and they obviously don't say. So yeah. I was just kind of curious. I'm disappointed yeah. to not see Hawkman. I mean, he's never in these stories anymore. <laughs> you think they're just scared to deal with Hawkman because they, of his I, convoluted I, past? Who alive anymore even remembers that? Besides people my age. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, well, apparently they write a lot of email, you know, and post rampages and rants about it online, so they have to pay sure. attention, both of you. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. And I, I have both email both accounts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm picking it up just because it's a crisis event and just to be a completist. And I'm, you know, usually I'm pretty hopeful with this. The art looks good, so it'll be easy on the eyes. Um, and like I said, Williamson does a pretty good job. Uh, my next thing's on page eight, not till eleven. Uh, I was gonna mention Dark Crisis, Young Justice, but it's more of a just a derivative. You go ahead with page eight. Okay, so Black Adam, uh, issue number one. I think this would be Black Adam's first solo title. Are you aware of mm-hmm. him ever having another solo title? He never has. Yeah. Okay. So now there's no indication that this um isn't. You know, just an ongoing series. I don't see one shot. I don't see of. Of course, we know that at some point that'll probably switch over to being of a certain number of issues. But they're definitely wanting to get something on the shelves for uh, people who are interested in the the Dwayne Johnson film that will be out sometime in the future. And it is written by Christopher Priest. So it does have that going for it. So, yeah, that's a good point. He's one of the best anti-heroes there there is. I mean. I think they've played around with his design a little bit too much. Back in the 2000s, he had the pointy ears, and mm-hmm. and you know that was about when, that was about the time he took over the country of Kondok. Um, but now he's his the way he's been portrayed in Justice League lately. Maybe it's just because it's the Brian Michael Bendis dialogue. He doesn't have you know he's got the same. I've mentioned this before. All of the characters that Bendis <laughs> writes in a group comic they all sound alike they all sound quippy <laughs> and lighthearted. black adam is the farthest thing from lighthearted as you can get so i, I never really considered black adam to be an anti-hero i always considered him to be a bad guy he uh, has I been, assume but... they're yeah they're changing his for the movie you know because it's kind of hard to go as it was like the joker if they really do him as a bad guy it's not gonna be a movie you're gonna walk out of feeling right. you know so no. uh, it's more that i don't know if anti-hero is the right word he's He's willing to do some criminal things to defend. Mm-hmm. He's like an uber nationalist. You know, he's. He, Is he like Dr. Doom in the sense that. I, I, I'd say, yeah. That you okay. He'll do whatever he wants okay. to protect his country. And that's then, a good way. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. I think it's a great comparison. To, you know, marvelize our, all of our conversations, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> Got to convert it for, so everybody knows. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's uh, my next is on 12. Right. Yeah. Um, on 11, I just uh, I thought this story sounded good. I, at some point, I will get into the uh, the Nubia storyline because I think she seems like a cool character. But this is her Nubia Queen of the Amazons, number one. Uh, and essentially, uh, as she is as the new queen of the mascara and of the Amazons, she wants to meet all of the different uh, uh, different tribes that are of Amazonians throughout the world. Uh, which I, as not an avid Wonder Woman reader, didn't realize there were more tribes than the ones on Themyscira. Um, and so she's going out to those and evidently something from her past that's been waiting for her to leave the island uh, is going to show up. Uh, so I thought it was a pretty cool concept. Yeah, the other tribes are, well, the Bonham McDowell has been around a while, but the the Esquisita tribes that's uh, i believe the wonder girl character sort of um comes from oh okay down in brazil i think that's a more recent uh concept 
and I think uh, I don't I don't want to throw any cold water, but I wasn't impressed with the previous Nubia um, miniseries. The writing was just not that good. It was just dull. Mm. Um, maybe was the writer on that? Do you remember? It was Stephanie Williams. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say it was Stephanie Williams handling it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I I am a Wonder Woman. I mean, I've been buying the the main comic for years, and so I'm wanting to see this do better. If it was Stephanie Phillips, I think I'd be great, but that's a different Stephanie, and a, and a, I think she's a better writer. Okay. But you never know. Uh, page 12, not that I'm super excited about it, but there is a new Poison Ivy solo book. I think she's been co-headlined some books in the past, but I don't know if it's ever been just a Poison Ivy uh, series either. Uh, I remember there being a mini not too long ago, there a, mini? a couple years back, but it was like Poison Ivy colon blah, 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 like I had oh, yeah. a title to it. Okay. So this is just going to be a six-issue series uh, written by G. Willow Wilson. Lots of variants. Uh, He's going to end my, humanity. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Then my next thing's not till eighteen, so that's what I uh, have too. Next is eighteen. I got fourteen. Just a, a mention, honorable mention on the uh, the DC Pride twenty twenty two. I feel like they've got uh, a lot of new characters representing, or um, or more characters now representing the LGBTQ uh, plus community. Um, so more characters to play with in this realm. Thirteen stories bunch of creative teams that I've never heard of. So could be, that could be a good thing and introduce you to a bunch of new, new blood or, you know, could not be good. <laughs> well, I like, I like Travis or I'm sorry, uh, Devin Grayson. Um, he's a, he's a really, or she's a good, really uh, good writer. Good, really. Um, and I, I did get the, the first edition of the DC pride, I guess it was mm-hmm. the 2021 and there were over half the stories were really good. Um, yeah, and it, it was just scratching the surface and there are many of these, I mean, you've got the Jackson Hyde Aqualad or uh, Aquaman, um, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird that they, it's like they're insisting he's not an Aqualad now. He's an Aquaman, even <laughs> though there is another Aquaman and it's kind of like the Superman son of Kal-El and all that, but you got Nubia, um, and you got, uh, Joel Moline, um, Sojourner Moline, Green Lantern, uh, you've got the... I think that's the Chinese uh, Flash. I forget what okay. her. And she was actually in the uh, Gene. Um, uh, I can't, Luen Wang. In his series of the new Superman. And then you've got, of course, oh. Tim. Yeah. Tim Drake and uh, mm-hmm. Jonathan Kent. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's uh, definitely making a stronger mark on the DC universe. Definitely. Uh, Mike, you got anything else before 18? No, I'm free and clear until there. Well, I have a question for you after you, Mike, you tell me about this book on page 18. Okay. So the dead space that Mike is letting go as he looks this up is for Multiversity <laughs> Teen Justice number one. <laughs> Should I just go straight into the question? Yeah, I thought you were, that's what I was waiting for you to ask. Oh, me no, question. I said you were going to tell me about the book and then I was going to ask you a question. Oh, well, I mean, OK, so it's uh, this is a um, this is another 
uh, Pride Month book, uh, and it's uh, multi Multiversity. Uh, it's basically spinning out of their debut appearances, Kid Quick and the other young heroes of Earth-11 are looking to make a name for themselves. So these are, I believe, if you were to go back to the Multiversity series from Graham Morrison years ago, there was an Earth where uh, you had a lot of protégés and sons and daughters that were their parents did such a good job that there just really wasn't any crime left on Earth. So they were it was more of a um, it was like a, a Kardashian type lifestyle. They just their biggest challenge was, you know, making sure they, they got a, the high enough ratings and, and have a little drama in their lives. But I think this is the same group. If not, it's an expansion on that group. And you've got uh, Supergirl, Robin, Aqua Girl, Aqua Girl, Clarion, as in Clarion, female gender, uh, the Wish Girl, and Troy, which I'm assuming is uh, a male version of Donna Troy. And uh, they are, uh, yeah, so they're just, it's just another alternate Earth story. And I'm, I'm all about that kind of stuff, so I'm interested in it. And uh, yeah, that that was my that was my comic. So, what's your question? So, are any of these new characters, or did all these characters previously appear in some of the multiversity books? I think the concept appeared in the multiversity books, but these are new characters. I'm almost certain. So, you, they haven't had a story told about them, or appeared in print any other place. They could have been, maybe in um, not a who's who, but some sort of. What was it? The Multiversity Guidebook, Hand, I believe there was. Something. Yeah, okay. The Handbook. Okay. They might have been referenced there. I'll have to pull that out and see if they're in there. But Earth-11 mm -hmm. is the – but as far as – that would only be considered a cameo. I don't know if you'd yeah, consider okay. any kind of encyclopedic entry uh, mm -hmm. first appearance. So this could be – I know where you're going with it. This could yeah. be an important book. Yeah, that's why I was – that's what I'm wondering. So I'm going to make a little note here about that. So <laughs> just for just for later on, because I just – I wasn't for sure, you know, because I didn't read any of Multiversity, so I didn't know if any of these characters had comic appearance prior to this book. So It did, but it didn't stick with me, any of it. Not a lick of it. Captain <laughs> Carrot was in there. I know. Yeah, that's all you remember is Captain Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Carrot was there. I, I think, think I, I mentioned this. I remember the cover for this. <laughs> I think I mentioned this once, once before that I love the idea – of multiple or of um, alternate Earths, but sometimes they just just hose you down with it so much that you don't have a chance to let really see the the characters develop through a story. Mm. You're just like, okay, Earth 11, this is what it's about. Here's all these characters. Here's right. Earth 23, and this is the. And I'm like, I'd rather it be like you know just very slow rollout mm -hmm. um, of different Earths being discovered sort of naturally and not a bombastic. Here's this, here's this, here's this. Like this but, is a six issue series. That's a great like way to just get into what Earth Eleven is without yes. really having to feel overwhelmed with anything. Right, right. I'm definitely gonna odd get to it. me that they're just like pulling the multi they're just how many years later going, now oh, let's let's pull the, the multiversity brand and just uh see what's yeah. coming up with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I like how they combined uh, Teen Titans with Young Justice and call it Teen <laughs> Justice. Mm-hmm. Right, well, my next thing is not till page 30, so whatever you have before 30. 20. I got, on, I got 25. Go ahead, uh, sir. On 25, the uh, milestones in history, number one, 
just a one shot uh, book. And I don't know much about the uh, the milestone line, but this is uh, kind of almost a, a historical kind of look at the impact of the milestone universe throughout history and potentially into the future, which uh, leads me to believe, you know, they could easily announce a new character in this. Uh, if they're looking at the future uh, in there, I know last month they already they, that duo was already mm-hmm. a new a new book with new characters with them. So it's like, well, they hit it again two months in a row, but they totally could. Um, so that was the only only reason was just that I thought it might be an entry point to milestone if anybody was trying to get into it and maybe a new character. I take back my page 29. I really don't have anything until 38. Okay, well, on page 30, I don't I don't know what to think about this, but we have Batman's mystery casebook. Now, I assume this is probably geared for very young readers based on the artwork style. But, okay, so what it looks like it is, is you get several art pages, and you're supposed to basically read through, examine the story, and then you'll get to the end of the story and there will be some mystery. And apparently you should have been able to deduce what the mystery is based on the clues you get in the story. So you can allegedly work through this case with Batman. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. That sounds a little intriguing. I would, again, if it's written for younger kids and obviously, you know, it's probably not going to be too in-depth of, uh, of a guess to what the clues are. But I am definitely interested in, in seeing uh, what this has to offer. So I may pick it up just for the, I don't know, the newness of it and see right. and see what it's like. Yeah. So it was just something I thought was kind of neat looking. So well, there's I, a, I mean, it's a, it's a new approach to a, a book when you're trying to figure out how to sell Batman to kids a little mm-hmm. bit more. And so it's neat. I would just the only thing I would say is that. I'm going to feel real dumb if I can't solve these cases. Yeah, the yeah. <laughs> I noticed that it's it's 144 pages, but it's also the smaller dimensions. Size. It's mm-hmm. five and a half by eight soft cover. Yeah. So well, it's only it also, that, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that, that leads me to believe it's meant for kids. So, you know what? I think we got a good shot at solving some of these. OK, I think maybe there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> OK. All right. <laughs> all right. My next thing's not till 37. So. Uh, 38 for me, so go ahead. Oh, okay. So I got now I got to get to page 37. So uh, where is it at? 37. So it is. Uh, okay, I, and I may just be not correctly remembering this, but I think we talked about uh, Batman Fortress last month, and I would have swore that Tom King was attached to this. Of course, there's Batman Killing Time, but I I, I probably should just got out my DC Connects. And, you know, just, just to verify if it was or wasn't. But I just didn't remember this because I had a note that I wanted to pick this up for some reason. And now I don't know why. I don't remember why I wanted to pick it up <laughs> based on this information. So uh, I'll do well, I remember that. Uh, I read I heard about it through another podcast is where I heard. I didn't I don't remember reading about it, but it's. I think Batman's kind of gathering the league because Superman's ditched Earth. Mm-hmm. And they have to fight off an alien menace. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. See, that to me is not enough to make me want to read it. You know, yeah. I, I don't. I don't know why I had this down. Maybe I just wrote down the wrong book. So, 
Could be. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. So yeah, that's all I got in DC. So okay. What else does everybody else have in DC? I just want to say 38 is on page 38. We got the Batman Catwoman um, maxi series number 12. This is the finale and. Once again, wedding bells are ringing. <laughs> now, I'm a little jaded because I have an invitation to the last wedding and uh, it got called <laughs> off. And, uh, you know, I. have been down this road a, before. I've been yeah. down this road before. So let's see. And I'm serious. I did get an invitation. I was at C2E2 <laughs> and they were handing them out. So, Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. That's right. Yeah. Shame on me. So. Yeah. I might just. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Oh, I forgot something. Uh, if we're if we're done with DC, mm-hmm. uh, on page twenty of the catalog is the solicitation for issue three of Flash: The Fastest Man Alive. This has now been canceled as a book, ah! uh, and is evidently being pushed back at the moment. But I think they're trying to. DC mm-hmm. is separating themselves from Ezra Miller, uh, well, and his likeness potentially. Yeah, it's a possibility, but they had before all that stuff happened with him, they had actually already pushed that movie back. And they flopped right. some yes. dates even before that happened. So So you think the book might might actually be connected to the pushback of the movie? Pro I would think so. I, but Yeah. But I don't know that it's directly connected to his behavior lately. Yeah, I okay. that, that would be more my guess. But you you might be right. And they may just keep pushing it back and then hoping to ver- maybe eventually they push it back far enough and nobody will care. And they could then just cancel it, you know, because I was surprised there was those initial allegations um, against him. And I was surprised that they, you know, even incorporated him into the Flash TV series. They brought Ezra Miller into Peacemaker. And then this happens. And, you know, it's like they feel feel like they've, you know, they're they're going with him no matter what. So tolerating no matter. I don't know why. I don't I mean. He's he's an okay actor. He's not like. Uh, yeah, he does. I mean, he's never blown me away in anything. But um, you know, who knows? I mean, we'll just. I guess it's just wait and see. And obviously, you know, innocent proven so. proven guilty too. So yeah, a postpone or a, or a complete cancellation. I mean, the, the movie is the movie's all but made, and it's, yeah, I just would. And maybe they're having trouble in post production with it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean. Uh, he, I mean, he's a, he's kind of a strange guy. So, but <laughs> yeah. Hollywood's full of strange people. I oh, mean, yeah. it's not, this has been going on for as long as there's been a Hollywood and in, in movies. <laughs> so I don't know what's new here. Holding, holding the book and the movie until hopefully fingers crossed it all right. blows over for them. And they can be yeah. like, what issue? <laughs> yeah. See, we told you everything was fine. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Let's see here. All right, Marvel. 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 Anybody want to talk about page one? Fortnite. Oh, no, that's not page one. No, yeah, it's not page one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, page one, Axe, Eve of Judgment, so we have Eternals versus the X-Men. I I, I think this is probably something Marvel had going, uh, thinking Eternals was going to do a lot better, which I liked Eternals. But I guess maybe thought it was going to be a little bit bigger than it was, and now they're just kind of like just giving it a okay. We'll tell still tell this story and go from there. So I, I don't know. But page two, Fortnite contain contaminates the Marvel universe uh, with Fortnite. <laughs> they're, uh, yeah, <laughs> they're really hoping that lightning's going to strike twice, aren't they? I guess so. so Wasn't Fortnite, there just a Fortnite 
And was it Batman? DC, yeah. It was, DC, yeah, yeah. And instead of being zero war, it was like, what was it, zero point? Oh, yeah, like zero. That. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I wonder yeah. if zero has something to do with Fortnite overall. Maybe it that's a no thing, to, but I, have, I don't play it, so I have no idea. That being said, I bought a few extra issues of the Batman Fortnite book. And when people learned that there were there were unlock codes in those books, they snatched them right up. So yeah. embarrassingly, I will be grabbing and completing this set to have them for sale at some point in the future. But uh, but yeah, I'm not going to codes it. for these two. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they have digital cosmetics for uh, Fortnite. So yeah, uh, I will tell you that I I and I think we talked about it then. The story wasn't horrible. <laughs> in the Fortnite Batman, if you removed the the if you just didn't say what the crossover was, but the uh, the solicitation for this does not give any kind of idea of there being a good story behind it. See, I didn't even bother to read the solicitation because it said Fortnite and <laughs> I just flipped the page. I'll pick up a few and flip the page. Oh, right. more about you know Fortnite, what you're doing, <laughs> flip the page. So, yep. <laughs> All right. So page six. Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty. I had thought that we were going to have two monthly Captain America books. Mm -hmm. And okay, so good to know that that was the case. I was surprised they didn't just release them both in the same month. Because the second issue of the Sam Wilson one is solicited Mm -hmm. next page over. But uh, we have Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty. I'm not familiar with this creative team. Colin Kelly, Jackson Lansing on doing the writing. Carmen Carnero uh, doing the art. Um, Not... I mean, I don't hate the art, but I'm not like blown away by the art here on this. But mm. I'm getting the art looks good. I think it yeah. reminds me of um, uh, reminds me of someone else. I can't think. Of. Oh, uh, Fernando Passerin. Okay, so it reminds me of. Um, but you know, I'm getting the Captain America Steve Rogers book again, so I am uh, I am looking for that. Caps on my pool list, so definitely going to be picking this up and hope that it's good. So. Things. What, what's going on with the shield? Do you think what what could he possibly not know about the shield? That's kind of the big mystery in this one. Is uh, oh, I, I don't think frozen, it's a maybe? problem about the shield. I just think it's what the shield stands for that he is referring to in the okay. shield. Mm-hmm. It's not your symbol. It's there. I don't think he's saying there's something physically different about the shield. Or that I was I was thinking did somebody like commit some sort of war crime with the shield <laughs> and it's frozen. <laughs> And he just you mean like Ashen, an ultimatum uh, guy? Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I didn't. I didn't take that to to mean that there's some secret story behind the shield. So, um, my next thing's on page uh, ten. Yeah. Yep. That's where okay. I'm at. So I thought we I thought we already had this Daredevil number one solicited, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just having a really really bad deja vu or something. But uh, I I feel like I saw this cover with the DD with the blinds and this John Romita Jr. cover solicited. So I I thought we felt like Chip Zdarsky getting a new number one on Daredevil, and so maybe this is a resolicit. I don't know. I didn't even I didn't bother to look and see what the the solicitation number was, and they don't actually don't even show it on this page any place. Huh. So I thought we'd already talked about this, but if, in case we missed it, we got another Daredevil number one coming from Chip Zdarsky. Which uh, it's kind of it's weird that the uh, they're he's getting a new number one, I guess, just because it's at the end of Devil's Reign. But he's yeah. already gotten a new number one from Zdarsky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, Zdarsky well, I, mean I guess multiple five. times even. But yeah, but this creative team, it, like there's no there's no change at all to anything to indicate it. I guess it's just. 
post devil's rain and they um, solicitation solicitation numbers april 220760 okay so that's i mean that's this catalog so yeah yeah so I, I thought we had it last month, but I just may be misremembering. So, well, Zadarsky's one of those writers that I'll I'll I won't always buy what he writes, but I'm more inclined to buy it just because of his name mm-hmm. and his reputation. And ever since uh, I read the Justice League last ride last ride by him, which is the first full series at DC, I think that he's written and liked it so much, uh, I'm even more inclined to to pick this up. And I like Daredevil as a character. And his run on Daredevil has been really, really good. So, mm-hmm. uh, my next thing is on page eighteen. Uh, Twelve. I just wanted to mention. I guess the Hellfire Gala is now an an, an annual event. It's just gonna we're <laughs> gonna see this come up every year because this is the twenty twenty two Hellfire Gala <laughs> for X Men. I do like the this cover with uh, Wolverine and Jean Grey dancing, and the fact that he is so much shorter. Yeah, he is. You know, yeah. that's something that they just don't make it a point to show a lot of times. You know, but he is this short guy, and uh, yeah, he's not kind of not quite puck stature, but he's close. No. Yeah, I mean, he's in the the lower five foot range, you know. So, well, uh, on page fourteen is Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor, number one of five, and I was just wondering, are they? You know, I read the I read Thor whenever she was Thor mm-hmm. and was dying of cancer and had, you know, every time that she switched. Or I think she was preserved from dying from cancer as long as she was as long as mm-hmm. she was Thor. But every time she come back to being Jane, it would her disease would progress. But right. It would it would undo the effects of the chemo. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are they two distinct characters now? Thor and yes. Jane? Okay. Because she became Valkyrie, Jane Foster Valkyrie, after oh, okay. um, yeah, Thor Thor got his uh, hammer back, and then um, you know they've kind of they've kind of you know teased her out around about it. But with the movie coming out, they want to put they have want to have an excuse to have you know Jane Foster take up the mantle of Thor again. So we're going to get at least a miniseries. It's going to be on yeah. the shelves during the gotcha. during the movie release. So okay. Which again, I always have said, you know, you need to have something that matches what's in the th- in the theaters right. on the shelf. You know, it's not like back when, you know, somebody would go say, "Hey, I want to see Captain America." Oh, well, Steve Rogers is dead right now. Uh, we got uh, either you know Bucky or Sam Wilson as Cap. It's like, oh, well, how about uh, Thor? I like Chris Hemsworth. Well, Thor's you know Jane Foster right now because Thor's not worthy anymore so he's not even in his own book you know it said that, that was happening like every time there's a movie release so at least now we've got something that's kind of matches what's going to be in in the film so um 18 we ready for 18 yeah sure all right shockingly we have amazing spider-man number six which is actually the 900th issue of amazing spider-man you know you <laughs> would think that they would have you know Jumped on the bandwagon like everybody else does, and Marvel's been really consistent about this. But um, we they're going to just leave the legacy numbering, and it's going to be Amazing Spider-Man number six with a legacy numbering of issue 900. So we have the 900th issue of Amazing Spider-Man. So congrats, Spidey. Congrats, Spidey. Yeah, and all those weekly summer, you know, 
books uh, got you there really, really quick. <laughs> I've seen on the, the previous issue, Amazing Spider-Man number five, you got J.R. J.R. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he's back on art and cover uh, yeah. at Marvel with, yeah, which is fine. I'm, you know, I'm looking at his art here and I remember having a time where I liked John Romita Jr. And I am just not digging Mm-mm. these covers. They're I didn't like anything big. he did at DC, so I was yeah. happy to see him go. I mean, there was, I got some amazing Spider-Man books that he did that are just, I think they're amazing. Some Daredevil books that I, I really, really enjoy, but I'm just not enjoying newer John Romita Jr. stuff. Yeah. So. My next thing's not until page 46, so... Um, I got a couple of things in the middle of that. Um, 23 is Hulk number eight is the end of the banner of war. Uh, I haven't been reading it at all. I don't know if it's good, but it's ending. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with all the people, like the big fights between the big guys, that's that's a book that's for right. him. So. Oh, there's a there's a new one coming out. That's the book for them, for the big guys fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mike, what's your what's your next one? Uh, I'm kind of going by the seat of my pants on Marvel. Okay. Remember, I just got the catalog. That's right. Sorry. I am noticing on on that Hulk number eight, it's the cover image almost looks like Gary Frank, is it? Yeah. Yep. But it's uh, it looks like an amalgam of Hulk and Thor. He's got, <laughs> what, the red cape and all that? Mm-hmm. And the blonde hair. <laughs> and the blonde hair, yeah. <laughs> yep. And the lightning coming out of the fish smash, fist smash. So oh, on the Rainbow go. Bridge. He's on Rainbow Road. Uh-huh. Or he's, I guess he's smashing Rainbow Road, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, on 26 and 27 is the Defenders Beyond. Um, I didn't read the, I didn't know there was a first or didn't pay attention to the fact that there was a a first, I guess, series of this with Al Ewing and Javier Rodriguez. But uh, I this caught my eye a lot because it's very stylized and kind of the 80s feel. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was like, all right, I'm into this. And uh so I added, I quickly downloaded the first mini series that they did, and uh, I'm gonna have to check that out and see if this is worth picking up. So I like that artwork. It's written by Al Ewing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on 28, there's, I've never heard of this, but it's 30 years old. This wild cards thing that George R. R. Martin's been curating for 30 years. It sounds like. Yeah, Somewhere there was an. That. Um, Epic Comics had some square bound wild card um, stories. It's been Red, yeah, yeah. I I, I would have thought it'd been more than thirty years, but they're based on a George R. R. Martin book, and of course, I, you know, at this point, you, I don't know if, if the story's not already finished. I don't know if you can trust him to finish it or not. Um, well, I guess that he's been curating it all. Like he's <laughs> he's regularly writes any of it. He's editor of all of it, okay. and gets all these uh, these writers together to do all these novels and short stories. So I don't know what that says for if it's George R. R. Martin quality, though I don't even know what that means because I've never yep. read any of the stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it, I guess he's been he's had a, a world of superheroes that he's kind of been managing, I um, guess. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it, they, this has been this has seen comics. This has been in comics before. So. Mm hmm. On page 31, we've got uh, the variants. Are you guys up to that yet? Sure. Yeah, I, I thought that that looked cool. 
Hey, I love Phil Noto. I mean, yeah, he's... but it's all about Jessica Jones, and she's just not a very likable character. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know much of her. I've I've seen the the series, but um, it's uh, just another. This is pushing ahead with the multiverse uh, idea in Marvel. It's almost like Marvel just realized all of the writing possibilities if they would just embrace the multiverse concept. And now we've got Jessica or meeting variants all of herself. the silliness that can ensue whenever you open up the multiverse. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> On page 32, we've got clobbering time. This is the this is your big guys fighting book mm-hmm. right here. Uh, uh, Steve is a scorse. Is, no is pulling double, he's pulling double duty. I, I like his his artwork's cool. And yeah. uh, it's it's the thing and Hulk in what is supposed to be a big fist pounding action book. Um, but I'm I I've seen this this story before. I've seen the trick of Godzilla versus King Kong, and they mm-hmm. have like two cool fights, and then the rest of it's a bunch of talking. So we'll see if it's actually going to come out of that. But that was a a uh, a risk. Uh, not I guess not really really a risk, but it was different to see just the two of them in a book called Clobbering Time. Yeah, and it really implies they're not fighting each other. They're going to be pounding on you know deviants and the a celestial so mm. yeah i want to talk about this on 36 i've kind of forgotten about it we have iron cat number one and right at the start of the pandemic there was a one of my picks was for an issue of black cat where tony stark was going to give black cat armor i said this is like my investment pick and i waited for that book and waited for that book and i never ever saw it hit the shelves, be resolicited. And now here they have this black or this iron cat number one. And it even says someplace in the solicit, the iron cat armor made its first appearance in black cat number 11. And it's like, I never saw it. So, uh, yeah. So not only did I miss it, but now there's a series about it. So, huh. <laughs> I'm still waiting on 46. So, uh, 39. We've got the Marvels, uh, Pride book to combat the or compete against the the DC book. The Marvel Voices line is doing their now annual Pride book, I guess. And uh, only thing I really have to say about this is there's a a new character in the in the solicit that they talk about. Um, so if you're if you're collecting new characters, there may be maybe something in there. They, they say that the, the Marvel Universe's real god of love is Hercules now. <laughs> <laughs> Not till 82. All right, so 46, we have Punisher War Journal Blitz number one. So we went forever without a Punisher book because of all the things going on with Punisher and Emblem in the, in the news. Mm-hmm. And then we get new Punisher books in back-to-back months. So they're making up for lost time, apparently. But this is just a <laughs> one-shot. Um, and they are still using uh, the hand version of the Punisher logo uh, for mm-hmm. these uh, stories. But it basically is uh, just an anthology. It looks like it's going to tell three different stories um, of the Punisher and you know his new relationship with the hand. So, mm-hmm. And now that I say that, I don't remember seeing a regular Punisher book. No, I didn't. This either. issue. 
So maybe this is just they're taking off a month. In which case, why didn't you just put it in the the, yeah, just put it in the regular Punisher book? So uh, then my next thing is on sixty-five. Yeah, I'm good till then. Okay, mm-hmm. well, if you got sixty-five, go ahead. No, I don't have it. I'm just I'm good all the oh, way through okay. that. So go ahead. All right, so Avengers Forever number seven, Escape from the Prison of Steve's. <laughs> all right, so we got we got multiverse. Jason Aaron writing makes me a little nervous. So, but basically Steve Rogers wakes up in a prison and he's surrounded by in a prison. Everyone else in other cells. They're also all named Steve. So he's apparently going to meet other versions of himself. And this is of course (laughs) from Avengers forever where we have like the Tony Stark, uh, the Tony Stark Ant-Man and uh, where we get our first Captain Carter on the cover. And, and you can see we've got like on this page, we've got, you know, hippie, uh, protester Steve Rogers. We got comic artist Steve Rogers. We got heavy set Steve Rogers. You know, we got, you know, I'm trying to decide exactly what this one here at the bottom. It almost looks like it's a, you know, it's like a 2001 obelisk. I, I don't know. So we have all these variations of Steve Rogers, and apparently they're all in jail for being Steve Rogers. Then 77 is my next thing. I'm still good. Okay, so 77, we've got uh, Iron Man number 21 getting a new villain in this issue. Uh, Switchback, this is also written by Christopher Cantwell. I made it up to issue 13 or 14 of this Iron Man run, and it's still good. So I'll, you know, I've been been reading it and enjoying it. So Cantwell's doing well with with the Iron Man book for the time being. So, and a new villain. So, and I think that finishes out Marvel for me. I've got on 82 uh, is what a, what on surface level appears to be just a, a adaptation of the Mandalorian uh, series, the Star Wars Mandalorian number one. Um, but I know it seems to be pretty consistent that when Star Wars does an adaptation that they throw in a bunch of cut scenes, deleted scenes, things that didn't actually make the uh, series, so I'm I'm pretty pumped for this to see what the kind of extended version potentially of the episodes of the Mandalorian would have been. Um, so Has I'm Mandalorian been that. referenced in any other um, Marvel book so far? You know what? I'm not sure. Or is this going to be been his in the first Bounty comic? Uh, book? It's going to be his first comic book appearance. I think you might be right. Oh. This is going to be one time it may be tough to pass on that action figure variant. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for me. All right. Mike, as you flip through, any last things jumping out? No, I I don't see anything. Uh, Nothing worth. I mean, some continuations of series that I think, man, I should have picked that up, but it's a little late dollar short Mm -hmm. type situation. Uh, well, you know, and here's here's I'll just, I was flipping through and I saw the solicitation for uh, the new Iron Fist series first trade paperback. Uh, you know, that's one of those things where you say, hey, is this going to be a new character, a new Iron Fist? Is it somebody we've never seen before? And then you learn, no, it's um, it's what Swordmaster, who they introduced a couple of years ago. Um, and that's the, yeah. So it's not even a new character, just mm-hmm. changing, changing their, you know, identity for a for a limited series. So, yeah, this shows how 
You can try to guess right, and you can be oh so wrong. <laughs> yep, as I was on that book. <laughs> All right, big book. I don't have anything for a while on that. Well, till page 58, so I'm going to okay. step away for a second. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Well, on uh, page 28, we do have the solicitation for the next previews catalog. So, of course, you know, your previews orders are due in uh, normally by the 18th of each month. You do have a few more days than that to, to get in a, an order for a new book. So, uh, please, uh, you know, contact Mike No at Muddy Monster Comics and if something that we talk about interests you, let him know and he can start a pull list for you and, and get that up and going. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just going straight into Image. And okay. man, does Image have a lot of new number ones this month. Yeah, they do. And only half of them seem exciting. I, I'm surprised. I'm, you know, I had a hard time. I try not to talk about a book just because it's a number one. Right. But I'm these. There's a lot of these that I think are are at least interesting. Um, starting with here on page forty, Clementine Book One, original mm-hmm. graphic novel. Um, now Clementine is getting a free comic book day book. Yes, which should beat this to the shelves in theory. Yes. So um, of course, did we get have have we had Clementine in a comic previously? Mm-hmm. She, okay, I can't remember if she was in one of those. Um, Oh, from Skybound, those, you know, where we got like Rick Grimes, two thousand and, and stuff. Oh, like yeah, that. I don't think that they, I okay. don't think they did anything specifically, specifically Walking Dead besides that Rick Grimes thing. Okay, so this may or may not be Clementine's, you know, first adventure. Of course, it's going to be in a trade paperback size as opposed to a comic size, which that messes with people on first appearances. But, uh, but again, <laughs> it probably will be in the free comic book day book. So if you're, yeah, I would say that's, free that's comic book day, the... you might want to pick one. You might want to pick one of those up, but, uh, and of course it's based on the, the telltale walking dead, uh, story, which was actually, you know, that she was a good character from that and they mm-hmm. did a sequel to it. So there's a lot of walking that's dead a... fans who are fans of Clementine. That's not a, an anomaly, right? The, you know, the free comic book day, book has had first appearances before mm-hmm. it's not, yeah uh, not a, like the umbrella academy one was a good one probably oh, yeah. the best example of that um there there have been some others like the first appearance of firepower was supposed to have been in a free comic book day book i think but then it ended up because of ordering they they the graphic novel got out a little bit earlier oh, so, I see. yeah so there have been some other times that, that that's the case but occasionally you do get a, a first appearance um, page 44, you have the closet number one, James Tynion. I kind of have James Tynion, the fourth burnout. Um, it seems like he's got a new book, you know, all the time. I guess he's just mm-hmm. like keeps throwing some type of horror thing against the wall and hope that something else will eventually stick. But you kind of have the idea of a, a family moving across country and the little child, the monsters in the closet seem to just kind of follow the child wherever they go. So. We do get like, about six pages of art. Um, not bad, not great, but uh, yeah, three issue series for so for fans of James Tiny in the fourth. Forty eight, public domain uh, number yeah. one. So also written and drawn by Chip Zdarsky, and <laughs> the idea here is you. It's telling it's a comic book story about a father who created a hero apparently called Eminent Domain. 
Um, and now the father, the, the two sons are basically, you know, trying to convince the father to protect the legacy of his character. So, and so they're basically telling the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The creator writes story inside of a comic book. So by Chip Zdarsky. Yeah. I'm, I'm in, I'm, I don't have a lot of experience with Chip Zdarsky, but I, I think I'm going to pick this one up to, to kind of be my intro to the indie world with him. Cause it, it seems like a pretty good, interesting title. Like I said, the main thing of his that I've read is daredevil mm-hmm. because he also did like the Spider-Man life stories. And Mike, I think really liked Spider-Man life stories. I wasn't as big on it. Um, so you know, who knows, you know, but he's had some, he's had some really, really good stuff. Yeah, he's got that. Is it still water? Is that 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 mm-hmm. book, that indie book? Was it? Was that him? Yeah, that's him. I, I I couldn't remember for sure if it was him or Matt Fraction, but I think it is Chip Zdarsky. And I only read the first issue of that. So, mm. <laughs> and then on fifty two, uh, Skybound presents After School Number One. All I see whenever I read this description was like those 1950s warning to, to you know, parents about the dangers of Absolutely. marijuana. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's well, like, and okay. it, is, it, it does seem like a, it's a, it's a, it's a morality tale. They are trying to do like some sort of anthology that is, it says a story of a cautionary or a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that they're definitely on the nose with that playing, playing on that. Yeah, so I I don't know, I kind of find this a little bit a little bit interesting as well. What is a four issue series? Um, I'm not familiar with any of the creators on this. Um, I need to start paying paying better attention to that. But uh, and then my next thing's on 58, which I think is also Mike's next thing. I got 56. Um, right. I am not a, a wrestling person typically, <laughs> uh, but the this do a power bomb. Uh, number one, a seven issue series uh, by the uh, somebody else pulling double duty, Daniel Warren Johnson, who I guess did the uh, the Death Dead Earth Wonder mm-hmm. Woman series, which the art looked awesome for that. I didn't read it, but uh, the the kind of summary of it being that there's a, a wannabe wrestler living in the shadow of her pro wrestler mom, and then getting asked to join a necromancer's wrestling tournament. Uh, <laughs> it was just like. Okay, maybe I should check this out. It seems like a, a pretty good, uh, just wild concept that, especially with that wrestling element, will add a lot of crazy to it. So. Excuse me, I think you mean wrestling. Some wrestling, yeah. Some wrestling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this is the only number one we didn't mention was Beware the Eye of Odin, number one. We might as well flip back to 54 and say, written by Doug Wagner, Art cover by Tim Odland and Michelle Madsen. And apparently it's got something to do with Vikings and Norse mythology. So I like Doug Wagner, but I'm I'm not it, it didn't it didn't grab me too much, but yeah, I, I, was, might, I, might I was the same way. So yeah. Mike, I think you said you had fifty eight. You want to talk about fifty eight? Sorry, I was on mute. Seven Sons, <laughs> number one of seven. Uh, I automatically my eyes were drawn to this because uh, Jay Lee is a favorite mm-hmm. artist of mine, and he—I haven't seen him around. I didn't know that he hadn't been on a, a, a new title since 1994. Um, He's but, been doing uh, almost exclusively covers. covers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So 
I think I'd like to see him in this, regardless of the premise or whatever the premise is. But uh, even the premise does look good. It's a science fiction type thriller. And uh, it's about a young man who may be the second coming of Christ, runs for his life as he attempts uh, to learn the truth behind his existence. So sounds pretty intriguing. But like I said, it's the art that really got my attention. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if that stays on schedule just because since he hasn't done a monthly book in so long, you know, how much of it's already completed. It may be in the can. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's already done. So it will be, you know, on time as it should, but yeah. uh, hopefully they're at least got enough of a head start for him. <laughs> right. uh, my next thing's on 65. You got 62. Yeah. It's a uh, crossover. Number one, 3d special, uh, <laughs> which I mean, it's just, fun the the whole 3d thing's goofy i dig that uh but uh you know they they also uh they're they're it's a reprint of number one but they're adding it looks like about 18 pages more of of original story on there because it's solicited as 48 pages and i counted it counted 30 pages on the on the original number one um i have actually been reading my crossover books uh that's one of the (laughs) one of the ones I actually have been trying to catch up on and uh, have been digging it. So this little uh, novelty book is definitely up my alley. It does say it has an all new story in it. Oh. I, I, I lauded this early on. Then I read, I thought it was just a six issue series. Didn't order any ones, any comics after issue six. <laughs> and yeah. now I need to, I mean, I can get the trade. I can get it online or on, uh, you know, Comixology or something. So that's probably what I'll do. Page 65, we have a 30th anniversary blank sketch cover uh, for Spawn number one. And that's only $2.99. So I will probably <laughs> grab a bunch of these because Spawn is still a super popular character. And this will give people an opportunity to get their favorite artist to draw Spawn for them on the front of the comic. So yeah. I'll, I'll definitely end up to have a copy of spawn number one, if they don't already. There you go. So yeah, that's, I think 60, that's cool. That, uh, 64, the page oh. right before that, this, uh, the, the phalanx, uh, phalanx. one shot. What was it? Phalanx. 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and originally the solicit reads like it's, it, it, I'm not wrong in saying that this is an original idea. This is a new character, right? Like it's yeah. not, it's just an homage to probably young bloods or just mm-hmm. about, I, I don't know if it's just the young bloods homage or if they're kind of playing on everything that was like the first image books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's a celebration of the 30th anniversary of, of image uh, with a, a and new the, book. From- the arms in front of the girl in the lower left-hand corner are just terrible. That is just awful. Just holding that spear, and it just looks the proportions are totally wrong. It just what page is that on? On page 64. 64. Yeah, it's really, really bad. So, yeah, (laughs) unless it's I do like (laughs) I like Jonathan Luna's artwork typically, uh, because it it doesn't feel overly polished, (laughs) uh, (laughs) as you right, yeah, as you pointed out. Um, I really like that. Most of the rest of it is either good or, you know, properly proportioned. But, man, that one is just really, really off. 
stupid. It's that that costume is just a. It's like got. I I keep looking like the arms are like also like both arms are down, but then the one's arm is up, mm-hmm. but it's really just like a V costume. It's yeah. a weird weird costume design. But yeah, it's just like the arms are just like not the right length, and the fists are not sized properly, and it's I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm done with image. I think finally. I am as well. Okay. Uh, I got page ninety six in Dark Horse. Unless somebody has something before that. Uh, I'm way up to two twenty eight. Oh. I don't know. So Lonesome Hunters number one four issue series. This sounds like a reverse Once in the Future to me. So the idea is you have this young girl who's uh, wants to be a monster hunter and brings her um, out of practice grandpa in to start hunting monsters. And like in once in the future, you have the the grandmother who is the monster hunter or the, the equivalent of the monster hunter. And that's a reluctant grandson that she's having to train. Uh, but anyway, just I enjoyed that concept quite a lot in once in the future. So this could also be something good. It's a little supernatural, supernatural, and uh, just a four-issue uh, time investment. So not too bad of a deal. I like looking at Tyler Crook's artwork. So I'm sure, if nothing else, it'll be nice to look at. Uh, that's all I had in uh, Dark Horse. I've got 119 in Dark Horse. There's a an original trade called Always Never. Uh, which is a, a love story that is told backwards. Uh, starts Momento. with chapter 20 and rewinds to chapter one. Uh, and I thought that was kind of cool. It looks very European uh, in, in the artwork. And the names are, the writer artist is Jordi Laffembre. Uh, sure. And then the cover is done by Clements Sappen. I'm, I'm murdering those names. Uh, but they're they're obviously probably European influence names as well. Uh, but I I dig the the artwork looks very kind of old school Disney, uh, like I said, very European. And uh, I just thought the concept of doing something a love story in reverse was it's done been done before. It's not completely original, but uh, would be cool to read. I hope there's an English version for you. Oh because yeah, it is in French. It's isn't all it? in <laughs> French on at least on this solicitation solicitation page. You are right. Well, so never mind. I'm like, <laughs> not fluent in French, so that's I'm not I even surely surely they're gonna have an, an English translation of this, and they just used art from the original just for time purposes. But uh, be surely, yeah. <laughs> and stop calling me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait and see what the preview pages on Comicsology have maybe before. <laughs> Now, my next thing is not until 195 in Boom. Bada Boom. Bada I got boom. 149 in Dynamite just because uh-huh. I they're they're trying, it looks like. And so I felt like I should give them a mention as they have a Curiosity Books is, a, I guess, an imprint for younger kids that is right smack dab in the middle of a bunch of TNA books. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's a book called The Legion of Forgettable Supervillains. And it's a, a, a trade paperback, uh, ages 8 to 12. Uh, the artwork looks pretty generic for the most part, but I like the coloring on the cover. So that was... Is, did you your, say 135? 
49. Yeah. Well, I, I remember seeing this, and it reminded me of – I actually have a, 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 a reference book called uh, – Forgettable superheroes and forgettable supervillains. There's two different ones. Um, I, that's not the actual title, but it's close to that. But it's it's it was a lot of fun. It's basically all those public domain um, or now public domain characters. So I wonder if this is somehow tied to that or if it's just something completely new. I think it's new. Yeah. Saga They're City. trying to branch out. Yeah. E for effort. <laughs> Scotty, 195, is that what you said? Yeah, 195 is where I'm at next. Do you guys got anything, anything before there? No. No? Oh, okay. Well, then on 195, we have We Only Find Them When They're Dead, number 11. So this is actually the start of the third volume. And, of course, we did the review of the first volume a couple of episodes ago. Um, but they're going to time jump here at issue 11 to start the third volume and jump ahead 50 years for the third and final arc of this epic sci-fi series huh. within an almost entirely new cast, which means almost basically, yeah, everybody except for maybe one person from the crew from the second volume is now dead. But yeah, I haven't haven't gotten around to reading the second volume of this. I absolutely am, though. I'm going to do it at some point here. I want to see this movie. That's really what I've just ended <laughs> on. I want to see I, the movie. I do, too, because I've got like four copies of this 9.8 graded at number one. So, yes, I want to see the movie. And it'd be a blockbuster is what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the only downfall to 50 years uh, is that I was already having a hard enough time keeping the storyline together. <laughs> and now they're going to throw me another time joke. Yeah. Well, I was, I don't know. It it took several read throughs to kind of get it down, but you know, I, and I guess I'm just going to have to be that, you know, and I've always thought sometimes I need to read like all my comics at least twice, you know, and, and maybe I just need to start that as a practice. Um, and I need to, I, I get that totally. I need to read them, read comics in the morning. If I read them at night, I can't remember what I read because <laughs> I'm falling asleep. That's well, the- I started like, and if I'm reading the book monthly, I'll read it when it comes out and then I'll read it again before I read the next issue when it comes out. Yeah. And so I'm I'm always reading them twice if I'm reading them as they come out. If they don't if I'm not reading them on a monthly basis, then I'm just chugging through them. I don't okay. necessarily pick them up twice. <laughs> but I should. I should. Yeah. My next thing's two sixteen. I got two sixteen also. Ooh, I'll let you go. What? <laughs> This is an Aftershock book called Astronaut Down, um, and it's written by James Patrick. Artist is uh, Raboon or something like that. Um, and the concept's pretty cool. It's uh, yes. the uh, it's a, a reality kind of based in a reality that is more realistic than superheroes. But uh, we have these astronauts, and instead of traveling through space, they have to travel through different realities. And uh, our Earth, or the Earth in this book, is on the brink of extinction. And so the astronauts are being sent out to discover new realities to help save our Earth. Uh, it just feels very superhero-y concept, but kind of put into real-world positions and situations. And, yeah, I dug that idea. Tony Aftershock comes out with some good stuff. Mm-hmm. And with the popularity of, like, multiverse-type stuff, you know, between Doctor Strange and, mm-hmm. you know, DC and that uh, everywhere, always at the same time, whatever that movie is with Michelle. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Michelle Yao that's out right now that I haven't seen yet, but I really want to. Um, mm-hmm. The whole multiverse concept is something I think people are going to grab onto for you know film at some point. And uh, this, this, yeah, I, I definitely think this is a cool looking book. Got the sci-fi element for me, and it's all good. Uh, two eighteen. Good. Okay, so where starships go to die, number one. This is also from Aftershock. So they have something called Point Nemo. So this is basically in the oceans that is the farthest place from any landmass. And this is where they go and dump derelict spaceships. So that's, that is where the starships go to die. So, um, again, it's kind of one of these. The planet is on the verge of some type of, you know, um, well, apocalypse or they say climate change um and they are going back to uh recover uh humanity's first interstellar starship and what they find is beyond their worst nightmares so um sci-fi book new book um oh variant cover by jeremy hahn i hadn't even noticed that and um you know science fiction element piques my interest yeah uh, Mike, I assume you got 228. Unless you got something before then. No, 228. Uh, it's, we're in the we're in the Ahoy Comics section. Uh, small that it is, but Ahoy Comics is kind of known for their Wrong Earth series, and this is the latest edition of the one shots called Confidence Men. Uh, it's written by Mark Wade, art by Leonard Kirk, who. Um, he had a good run on, I believe, Justice Society or JSA um, back in the early 2000s. Um, of course, covered by Jamal Eigel. And it, it says it continues. It's, uh, this is a continuation of all the uh, one-shots uh, mm-hmm. by different superstars. So I'm continuing to get these. Have you read any of them yet? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for even asking. <laughs> I have to quit doing it. I need to quit working. Yeah. I just don't you need to quit understand. doing a podcast about comics so you can take some time to read some comics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How ironic is that? Yeah. <laughs> My next thing's on 250. Oh, wait. I just noticed on this page here right next to 228, 229, um, it's the Hakes Auctions. It mentions that, that a guy named Scott Reed purchased that captain america number one yeah mm-hmm. i mean that's amazing who is this guy yeah, i'm so happy that they take cash for stuff you know yeah uh, yeah you know, i just didn't want to write a check that big good for you buddy i hope you got that <laughs> locked down somewhere all right i can't even afford a single page out of captain america comics number one let alone the entire book so yeah <laughs> anything for 250 uh no that's where i'm oh boy we're thinking alike chad that's scary when scott and i start thinking alike (laughs) i well to be honest i flagged it also oh well we have a trifecta of intelligence i almost flipped past this book but something when i saw the first line that says this black mirror style that's all i needed to see (laughs) yeah so uh i don't know it's, it's an anthology book about technology going wrong I just, I'm in. Yep. You know? I, I, the same reasons for me. Yeah. Um, anything you wanted to, any, anything else to add? <laughs> uh, Mike Diodato's no slouch. I mean, on art. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, it's just, it looks like a lot of fun. 
It's yeah. science fiction-y. Uh, I've heard of Greg Hurwitz, but I can't put my finger on what he's done. But yeah, I, I'm definitely marking this down. It's uh, Is it a limited series or what is it? It doesn't say limited or one shot. So at this point, it's an ongoing um you know and the, maybe they'll just come out with new books as they as they get them so okay yeah, yeah. um hey, Herwitz you... is actually a novelist he's got a bunch of uh novels under under his belt okay. his that's good okay yeah. mike have you watched all of black mirror no i haven't i have oh. not i haven't Again, started it time that i don't have well my advice for you to be honest is mm-hmm. just go straight to episode two. Okay. Because episode one of Black Mirror, I, the first time I had to stop it. It oh. is so disturbing. Oh. And yeah. And then I had to. I want to watch it more. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, don't say I didn't warn you. So says Shad. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I have a hard enough time sleeping tonight as it is. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, it is super disturbing. And then after that, you know, it's all stuff that, you know, you know, it's creepy, but it's understandable and bearable. But man, that first episode is a rough one to get through. All right. right. (laughs) Duly noted. Uh, Let's see. I'm on uh, 291 right across from it. Um, I I picked up E-R, E-T-E-R. One shot number one uh, last year. Uh, we'd we'd gone over it, and I just I have a silver read it, so don't judge me on that. But the fact that this is E T E R one shot number two, <laughs> I feel like might be a little bit of a a misstep in naming things. Feels <laughs> a little like a like that shouldn't work. An oxymoron of sorts, or I don't know. Um. Yeah, 290 is my next thing. Okay, go ahead. Uh, 254 is Red Man number one, and it's not the rapper, which is what I thought at first. Um, It's it's the from the studio who created Ultraman, uh, which I guess has is he's got a couple of miniseries at Marvel. It's a looks like some sort of almost Power Rangers esque show that I guess existed in the 90s, perhaps. Um, but this uh, Sub Uriah is the name of the company who created Ultraman, and they've now created this character called Redman. He's a kaiju hunter. Um, it feels a little forced uh, that they're like, from the people who created Ultraman, uh, which is now a Marvel property. Uh, but but it is odd enough that maybe maybe it needs to be paid attention to because... Ultraman's got a Netflix series that's coming out. Um, so, I don't know. Okay. My, that's my I don't know of the month. <laughs> uh, I got 299. Okay, I got 290. Mike? 303. Okay, so 290. We get the first official solicits for the new Overstreet price guides. So we have the three covers for the regular size books. We got a Winter Soldier cover, a Black Terror cover, and an EC Horror cover where you get three, I don't know, I'll say witches. I know there's I think they actually have a an official name for the three, you know, like the three Fates. 
faith or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they got all kinds of names. And I, I think we saw this last month, but we also have the fourth one, which is the big, big Overstreet mm-hmm. comic book price guide. And this has a, a black hood on the cover, also drawn by Rick Richette. So, um, so if you're due for a new um, price guide, then this the new one will be out on July 20th. Hmm. It's tempting. Mm-hmm. Um. And I didn't put a page number for my next thing, so I don't know what my next page number is. <laughs> Sometime before 362, though, I do know that. <laughs> That's a big gap. Yeah. That's uh, only 72 pages, which for the back of the yeah. book is not necessarily a lot. So. Uh, you got uh, on 299 is uh, just a, a, a mention of a cryptid. It's the, the Cryptid Club Volume 1, Bigfoot Takes the Field. Uh, it's a kid's graphic novel um about these these kids who are trying to f- find out if bigfoot's real and uh i guess he becomes a football player or something <laughs> but that was my my muddy monster contribution I, you know i didn't i missed that and i didn't see anything even universal monsters in this no uh, i didn't either so i'm glad you caught that so <laughs> i do have something on 312 okay 303 is the final secret of Adolf Hitler. So it's a basically um, for fans of uh, for historians and fans of World War II historical historical fiction, and uh, it's 19 December of 1944 as the fate of World War II seems to be sealed. A submarine leaves Germany, taking with it Hitler's secrecy shrouded last hope for winning the war. And once in a while, I like to read uh, war comics, or especially somewhat you know, based on history. So uh, this is under humanoids. It's uh, 120 pages. It's a soft cover, full color. Uh, and I, I just think this would be an interesting read. And I'm good until 310. Okay, well, then you're before me. And I'm not sure why I marked 310. Mark 310 just to say that IDW is not in their premier That's spot it. anymore. That's uh-huh. it. And yeah, and I had that same note and I was still <laughs> trying to find my next page number that I forgot that. So hey, once again, that is kind of weird because I mean, they that means they just stopped paying for, you know, the privilege of being in the front uh, of the cap. Okay. Yeah. So that is kind of odd. Yeah. Which I don't know, does not bode well for, you know, IDW. Yeah. For their future so um 312 uh in idw and i was so distracted by idw not having their own section rocketeer the great race number three of four so that's getting yep, close yeah. to the end and then 336 is where i'm at next 326 for me go yeah, 322 go uh go. in the mad cave studios section uh, they're doing a collected edition of this book called Last Session. Uh, it's the volume one of it called Roll for Initiative. And this is uh, kind of play. It's a, a role playing game kind of thing. It reminds me of that die book kind of a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really just dug the cover. I saw the issue one on the on the stands done by Dozer Draws is the name of the the artists who did the cover in the interiors. Um, and so I was like, if if you're a fan of Die, this might be a interesting take. It seemed like the reverse kind of side of things. It was more about the the role playing game 
universe kind of coming more to life and, and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little less gruesome than, than Die. Or... <laughs> you know, I may have but, to uh, put that one down because that is kind of interesting. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm going to type into my notes and now I just lost my page for where I was next. <laughs> it's all your fault, Chad. <laughs> Oh, so that was actually a series, and this is just a trade. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. okay. I think it was on 350. No, 330. Mike had something on 320 something, I think. Yeah, I had a, just in the, um, it's these, it's in the magazine section, basically. So just in the spirit of, uh, Muddy Monster Comics, and, and even though these aren't Universal Studios monsters, you get a couple of magazines. One of them I'm familiar with, Rue Morgue magazine. It's been around a while, but it's really had a recent push in advertising in comic books. And uh, features a cover of, um, I don't know if that's It, the It it's, Clown, yeah. or, or who. Pennywise, but, yeah. Pennywise, Pen- yeah. Pennywise, yeah. Um, and then you got Scary Monsters 127. So, Anybody that might be listening to this podcast just because of its association with Muddy Monster comics, uh, page 326 has a couple of books you might be interested in. Now I'm good to 373. Okay, I'm on 336. Yeah, 334. Okay. Uh, Bill and Ted's got a new book. Uh, <laughs> Bill and Ted Roll the Dice, number one, so another role-playing game element kind of book. Um so if you are a collector of the Bill and Ted comics, uh, this one might be a little bit out of the the normal spot that they're in because I don't feel like Opus is who has had their license in the past. Uh, I, I feel like they had a book not too long ago that was maybe an IDW or and originally they were rounds. like in Marvel, I think. So yeah, yeah, they were a Marvel book. That's right. Uh, so if you're not paying attention, but you are a Bill and Ted collector, keep an eye out for that one. I do have some Bill and Ted comics in my collection. So. <laughs> so page 336, uh, Penguin Classics. I saw Penguin Classics Marvel Collection Volume 1, The Amazing Spider-Man. I thought, okay, so they're going to put together basically some key stories from Spider-Man's history. And then I went to the next column, and it was Penguin Classics Marvel Collection Volume 2, Captain America. And I thought, how did I miss Volume 1 of <laughs> Captain America? But then it, actually what it is is that it's, it's the Penguin Classics Marvel Collection are the volumes. So the first one has Spider-Man. The second one has Captain America. I realized mm-hmm. this one. The third one was Black Panther. But I remember growing up and getting these trade paperbacks that were collections of like characters and like a couple of their most important stories. So uh, this is something that I may have to may check into about picking up because, you know, it's going to be like some of the key Spider-Man stories, some of the key Captain America stories. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about maybe you pick up the hardcover, give them a place of honor uh, on my shelf. So, uh, so if you like to read more just curated uh, stories, as opposed to just reading everything ever, this would probably be something worth picking up. And they have a soft cover and a hardcover version for uh, the price point that is closer to what you want to pay. Um, 362 for me. I'm not till 380. Okay, so 362 from Titan. We have a new Blade Runner series. I'm trying to figure out how I went so long without knowing that there was a Blade Runner animated series called Black Lotus. 
I did finally watch that on HBO Max. It's pretty good. Uh, but now they have a comic series based on the animated series, Blade Runner, Black Lotus, number one, four issue series, uh, several variant covers, but it continues the story of L um, and it takes place after the conclusion of the Black Lotus animated series. I'm surprised neither of you were wanting to talk about 364. <laughs> yeah, I almost did. Um, I'm not familiar with the with the original movie. Okay, I'm not either, which is. But they've got a new show that's coming out on Showtime, uh, adapting this. So we've got the book was adapted into the movie, which is adapted into the comic, which is going to be adapted into a TV show on Showtime, <laughs> starting at the end of next month or something like that. <laughs> and it's got so it's going to be on Showtime. And is it this the guy who plays Baron Mordo? Oh, is it? I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, but um, I'm thinking he plays Baron Mordo. Mordo. And Doctor Strange. Okay. I guess I could. I guess I had the internet before me. I guess I could uh, look that up and stop speculating. <laughs> yes, that is. So, uh huh. Guy who plays Baron Mordo is going to be in the Showtime series. Okay. That makes me want to watch it. I guess we should say it's the man who fell to Earth because I don't think we said that part. Oh yeah, <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Well, that's why I, I wasn't planning on talking about it. I thought uh, one of you guys would talk about it. So I just hadn't, <laughs> hadn't even bothered to mark it down. So, <laughs> Which, of course, was the David Bowie sci-fi story, which I also have not watched. So <laughs> probably should, but I haven't done it. So. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm actually done with side one. 373. Okay. 373 is the last thing I have as well. It's uh, another, it's an offered again item, the Flash Companion soft cover. I only marked it down because I wanted to get it last time, but I forgot to ask. So um, it's just a great, it's just one of those two tomorrow's um, companion books that gives you everything you really wanted to know about a particular character. Um, written by Keith Dallas. And it's got a lot of art by everybody from Carmine, Carmine Infantino to Don Kramer. So, uh, yeah, I, I think this would be something good to put on my shelf. And it's from Tomorrow's. It is. I've got on 280, uh, a new number one from Vault Comics is Mindset number one. And this is another technology gone wrong kind of uh scenario where you've got a, a tech geek their word not mine uh that accidentally discovers mind control and uh he and his friends put it into an app that tries to get people to no longer use their smartphones and try to get away from the screen and uh end up creating a uh, a cult uh a conspiracy cult in the in the meantime so hmm. there's a kind of a, a neat story and every once in a while vault has a, a pretty cool little concept and we'll see how they how they execute it that is you're attacking smartphones this month though that's right so hey <laughs> there's something that maybe deserved to be attacked just a little bit that's so right. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna put that on my consideration list because that's right up my alley mindset number one it's on 380 i think you might have said 280 
Yeah, he did. So, oh, okay. Yeah, 380. Right. Yeah, I flipped back to 280 and it's like, well, I don't see oh. page 280. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on side uh, one? Oh. No. I've only got one thing on side two. So I don't know about everybody else. I got two. Okay. Well, mine's on 14. I'm on 13. 13, all right. Um, okay. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Disney Gargoyles cartoon series. So they've got a a Goliath uh, mini bust uh, that looks pretty good. And then they've, they've got a couple others uh, that are going to are coming soon. Uh, so if you are into uh, gargoyles and collect busts or want to get into busts, uh, these look pretty good. <laughs> On page 14, we have the JCVD gallery PVC diorama. So the, those of <laughs> you not in the know, JCVD is John Claude Van Damme. And he is, of course, the actor, if you want to call him that, uh, from Bloodsport and Cyborg and, uh, oh, I can't even remember, you know, some of the other stuff. Double, was it Double Trouble or Double, no, Double Impact and all kinds of movies. Uh, Bloodsport is still a fun movie to watch, as ridiculous as it is. But I never, ever thought we'd see the day where we have Jean-Claude Van Damme statues. (laughs) (laughs) I got 34. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm done. I'm done. So. Oh, okay. Uh, This is the other universal monsters mention that's in the book. It's universal monsters versus teenage mutant Ninja turtles. And it's Leonardo as the hunchback of Notre Dame. and a Seven inch figure. Uh, He's pretty, pretty gnarly looking. I, I think they did a pretty cool job of doing this. I'm interested to see. I'm assuming that this isn't the last that we'll see of this given that there's at least three more turtles they can do something mm-hmm. with, um, and lots of monsters. Uh, so I, I thought this was a pretty cool opener to what seems to be a, a series that they're going to be doing there. Excellent catch. And that's all I got. Mike, you got anything in the second part two? I do not. Okay. All right. So, um, books that everybody's looking forward to, I think I'll, I'll start this time. So, um, some things that I'm looking forward to, definitely the restart of a Captain America comic. You know, we had Captain America, Iron Man, so I'm ready to read some more Steve Rogers. It's been, it's been a little while and I am also kind of excited about the, um, new think number one, that black mirror style anthology book. Mm -hmm. Um, and now that, you know, now Shad mentioned it, um, because it's basically a similar concept, that mindset from uh, that from on page 380. I mean, if I'm looking forward to new things, there's no reason why I shouldn't be looking forward to mindset as well. So, yeah. <laughs> Shad, what about you? Um, I've got uh, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the Clementine book uh, coming out from Image. Uh, just want to see what they do with the character. I actually don't know anything about the character because I didn't play the Telltale game series. Uh, so I'm hoping they give me a little bit of mm-hmm. a, a little bit of runway on there to to know a little bit of that. But uh, more Walking Dead kind of world without the main character. I, I love the world. The characters have kind of been overdone, so it's it's nice to kind of branch out and see how they all play. Uh, if, you're, and if then, you like video games at all, the Walking Dead Telltale Walking Dead is really more like you're just interacting with the movie. It's not super difficult. 
and it's basically just randomly pushing the keys. Occasionally, you got a thing where you got to push the keys really, really fast or something like that. But it's a pretty low stress game playing environment. Um, so if you just are, you know, you know, it's it's it, they're they're decent enough for a for a game, and it's I I don't think they don't take you know forty hours to get through. They're they're okay. a little shorter playthrough times. So, and then the uh, the crossover three D special only. I mean, the 3D glasses is cool, uh, <laughs> but the the additional pages of story in there and and seeing how that kind of plays into the crossover world, I am looking for looking forward to that little bit of extra there. Mike, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Uh, because I'm a sucker for crises, uh, Dark Crisis number one, and uh, hopefully after the first issue, I won't be disappointed. I am also. Um, Oh shoot! Where was that at? It's the one that you mentioned. Also, it was. I didn't think of it earlier, but I had it marked. The Think Tank is it? Is that what it was? New Think Number One. New Think, yes. New Think, yeah. Yes, that that one I have double marked. So <laughs> those two. All right, Chad. What do you got for you? Want to give us something you think might be worth something down the road? Yeah, I. Uh, I'm, I'm tempted to say the Clementine book just because of what it is, but it's not the first appearance. So. I don't I don't know how that plays into that. So I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to skip over it only for that reasoning. Um, and I don't know, there's something something about that public domain book that Chip Zdarsky's doing that oh, it seems like it's it's could be an, an easy pick for something mm-hmm. bigger to happen with it uh, to to blow up a little bit more. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to say public domain number one. Yeah, image gives us lots of potential choices this month. So with all the number ones, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mike, what about you? You got something you think stands I'll, out? I, even though you gave me a good argument as to maybe why it wouldn't be a good pick, I'm going to stick with my gut and say Batman 124, which may or may not introduce a new hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know if it's not Abyss, then yeah, it could be a totally new character. And <clears throat> and Josh Williamson hasn't been as frequent as introducing characters as. His predecessor mm-hmm. uh, had been. <laughs> you right. didn't go two right. issues without getting a new quote unquote oh, new exactly. character. Yeah. Um, in that, um, I've got a couple here. I'm gonna go ahead and throw out that multiversity Teen Justice number one just because yeah. it's a possibility we get some new characters uh, there. Um, and, I would have put it down, but I knew you were gonna say that. After <laughs> we talked about it. Yeah. I guess you gotta look at that uh, issue of Star Wars, The Mandalorian number one. Mm-hmm. If that's if that's his first comic appearance. Now, you know, everybody's aware of this character, so it's not like they're mining something from the past. But it's something that I think I you'll suspect people will want to pick up. Um, also, first appearance of Grogu, assumably. And oh, that's yeah, more likely that they're going to do something. He could be a, a major player in comics later on or mm-hmm. you know, obviously in the movies and shows. So not only do you get a first appearance of Mandalorian, you're probably getting first appearance of Grogu. Grogu, yeah. Um, and I like Astronaut Down as a pick from Astro- from Aftershock mm-hmm, yeah. because, mm-hmm. again, I mentioned the popularity of this multiverse concept, and you know, I, that's not something that they've necessarily mined for movies yet. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I think that's a good pick as well. So, all right. So, uh, Shad, what are we got? What do we have coming up on our next? Well, uh, on the next episode of Campus Comics Cast. We're going to be covering Rorschach number one through six, the first half of the Maxi series, uh, as well as it's Spider-Man's 60th birthday this year. So we're going to cover Spider-Man's top stories, uh, our opinions, of course, 
Yeah. And then at least our C-State. favorites, our personal favorites. Yeah. Yeah, our personal favorites. Yeah, our tops. What well, what we <laughs> think's cool. <laughs> All right, good yeah. deal. So uh, let's see. So Mike, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, how would they go about doing that? Well, that would be m dot atchison nine zero at gmail dot com. The old fashioned email. <laughs> Shad, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Shad Schubert. That's S H A A D S C H U B E R T. And check out the Can't Get Rights. They got a bunch of shows coming up in the few months coming up. Then I'm Scott Reed. You can find me at bergcomics.com, B-U-R-G comics.com. And uh, I have several conventions showing up. This, As we record this, this Saturday, April 16th, um, is SalukiCon. I'm unfortunately not setting up at that show, but I am going to go for a while and support the convention. So if, uh, I assume I will get this posted before then. So if you're um, out and about on Saturday the 16th, stop by SalukiCon. I'll be in Dyersburg, Tennessee on April 30th. I'll be in Evansville, Indiana on May 14th. And then probably my next one after that will be Superman Celebration, first part of June, June 10th to the 12th, I think. And I've got a few other shows uh, down the road after that that I'll talk about in a future episode. So, all right. So thanks for listening to us. Hope that your uh, neuroses has diminished as you have listened to this uh, episode. <laughs> and uh, as always, uh, and we will uh, be back with another episode in the near future. Thanks. Oh, you're not not ready. <laughs> okay. Just, it's just a, just a, a shade uh, below being ready. I just thought you had a stutter. Okay. So, well, maybe I do.